Hello and welcome to episode 223 of the IABC International Podcast. My name's Dan Gold and on this episode we are speaking with Roxanne Bobian about the Stronger Than You Know campaign that has been recognised in this year's IABC Gold Quill Awards. Policing is unique in that a lot of people, especially the police officers, the vast majority of them are out on the road all the time and don't really come into headquarters that often, usually just kind of the beginning and the ends of their shifts. So it's a really hard group to reach. Registration is open now for the virtual 2020 IABC World Conference. Times have changed, but you still need connection and insights and to be ready for what comes next as a communication professional. And the 2020 IABC World Conference has all of that and more. The link to the registration page is in the notes of this episode. And now for our feature interview. Roxanne, thank you so much for joining me here on the IABC International Podcast. Oh, happy to happy to participate. So Roxanne, I've got to start with a very big congratulations. 2020 IABC Gold Quill Award of Excellence winner. For anyone who isn't up to date on what you've won your award for, please take a minute just to explain what the recognition was. Well, it was for an internal communications campaign that we conducted at the London Police Service in London, Ontario, Canada. And essentially, the campaign was a mental health anti-stigma initiative that was designed to increase awareness and understanding about mental wellness and also to reduce the stigma that was associated with seeking help when experiencing some type of mental wellness struggle. So what was the driver to do this campaign in the first place, even before submitting it for a gold quill? Well, there's long, there's been a lot of discussion, you know, in the media and and in uh, policing circles about mental wellness of first responders. And, um, you know, there's been some studies done in various places around the world. But in, in Canada, there was a study that indicated that um, members of uh, police services reported 37, um, almost 37% of, of police officers reported some symptoms of mental illness. And when you compare that with only about 10% of the general population reporting the symptoms of mental illness, it causes great concern. And there's also this idea within policing circles that, or this misconception, this myth that um, mental health issues are a sign of weakness. And we wanted to uh, demonstrate that it's actually a sign of, you know, taking on dealing with those challenges is actually a sign of strength. And so we developed this campaign to kind of turn that myth about weakness uh, on its head. I'm looking at the campaign that you put together. It took on a three-pronged strategy. What were those parts? 
Well, the um, main part of it was it featured uh, two members, one police officer and one of our 911 communications officers who had lived through a mental wellness challenge. So first person testimonial videos. Um, we also did an element that was trusted leaders around the organization who encouraged people to show their strengths. So the campaign was called Stronger Than You Know. And those from lived experience, their their perspective was that I am stronger than you know. You um, wouldn't know this about me because I haven't shared it in the past, but I have gone through this struggle and um, have come out stronger. So uh, the uh, trusted leaders element was um, encouraging people to show their strength by seeking help. And then we also had a kind of a, a pledge campaign uh, that was asking people to show their strength and either, you know, pledge to listen to people, pledge to not judge, pledge to be supportive, um, pledge to learn more about mental health issues, that sort of thing. So those were the main three prongs. How easy did you find the buy-in to this? Was it a particular sell to get uh, higher up approval for this? Or was it hey, we've got the evidence of this, we can turn this into a good thing and and really impact uh, occupational health? Well, the London Police Service is actually, you know, at the time that this was developed, they were taking a lot of steps within the organization to uh, address issues in mental wellness. And they created a mental wellness committee uh, that represented people from across the organization. There are 15 to 17 members, and it was led by one of our deputy chiefs. And uh, so there was the buy-in from the highest level at the of the organization that we wanted to not only address any policies, procedures, uh, support mechanisms, um, that sort of thing. But there was also, uh, when I went to them and said, we need to do some kind of an awareness campaign and, and let people know that people they respect and work with every day have gone through these struggles. They just don't talk about them. So um, it was, there was buy-in right away and a lot of enthusiasm from the committee and the organization. Um, it, you know, it was, uh, trying to find people who were willing to tell their stories because really the whole campaign was based around people with lived experience. That was definitely a challenge. We approached a lot of people. Um, uh, we had initially hoped to have four people tell their stories in videos, but ended up with two um, who were, were willing to kind of come forward and, and, um, and talk about their experiences. So, that was probably the biggest challenge. And then we didn't have any resources and it was all done in-house with a very small budget. So those were challenges definitely, but, um, you know, a lot of hard work and a good team and we managed to, to pull off a great campaign. There's one thing that you mentioned that related to initially intending to have four spokespeople 
sharing their stories and ending up with just two. But clearly, the execution was still so well done that it became an award-winning campaign. When you have one of those moments, and maybe this is a lesson that you can share for other people, when you have one of those moments when you've built and designed a campaign, the strategy is built and you know how you're going to deploy uh, the resources that you've got, the stories that you're looking forward to tell. How do you deal with the uh, pivoting or the realignment of a campaign when suddenly 50% of the project pulls out? We initially, we were going to run the campaign for a month in uh, uh, high profile, high intensity for the period of a month. And we were going to launch uh, one new video testimonial per week of that month. Um, and instead, what we did was we held a launch event uh, that was attended by about 150 people within the organization, which is pretty good for an organization of 800, and who, most of whom are out on the road patrolling. Uh, so we ended up showing both of the videos at the same time and, and putting it all out at the same time. time. Um, it, you know, instead of doing kind of the trickle and making people come back, it uh, we just decided to put everything out at this at the same time with the launch, and it still worked out well. We got good numbers in terms of the views online. The videos were uh, one was about seven minutes, and I think one was about they were around the seven eight minute mark. So you know, an, an investment of time for for people to watch them, but the numbers were actually pretty good, and then. We did also a follow-up survey, you know, to see what level of awareness we had reached and, and we're very happy with the results of it. So it all worked out well in the end. So beyond, and, and we'll get on to the measurement shortly, but beyond the videos and the event, what other tactics did you use to activate this campaign? Uh, we did uh, posters uh, around the building that featured both, pr that promoted both the, the videos as well as those trusted leader ones. Um, we also did, um, we haven't had a, London Police has an internal CCTV uh, system, so we used that. We developed a micro website on the internal website that had a lot of information about um, different mental illnesses and symptoms and where to seek help and um, what kind of um, support options there were. Um, we also did the pledge campaign and put those all around the building. Um, and then we took, we did magnets uh, that essentially had numbers to call for the employee assistance program and mental health crisis line. And, um, we were going to send them out to everybody at home, but uh, that was just cost prohibitive. So we have locker rooms in which every police officer and many civilian members have lockers. So we just went through and put a magnet on all, I think there was probably about 600 different lockers in there. So we just... Um, you know, plastered them all over the place. Uh, and um, people took them and 
and took them home. Most people took them home. So um, we had to be a little bit creative with getting those out. But those are the main elements. But there was a period for probably about a month or so where you couldn't go anywhere in police headquarters without seeing something that uh, was pulling, pushing people to the website and pushing people to th watch the videos and, and find out more information to dispel some of those myths. Let's just take a moment to look at the measurement side of this and how you gauged the success. You mentioned that you sent out a survey. What metrics did you use to judge whether this had true impact? Well, we did a survey through um, a survey monkey, an online survey. Um, and essentially, we wanted to see if there was an increase of awareness and understanding of specifically um, post-traumatic stress injury and, um, and general mental health conditions. And if there was any change in terms of attitudes uh, that related to stigma uh, about people that have mental struggles. And um, then the third measurement was that we wanted to encourage people to seek support if they needed help. So um, we asked questions along those lines. We didn't, policing is unique in that a lot of people, especially the police officers, the vast majority of them are out on the road all the time and don't really come into headquarters that often, usually just kind of the beginning and the ends of their shifts. So it's a really hard group to reach. And they're also, you know, because of the stigma associated with mental wellness, we weren't sure how successful this campaign would be. So we actually kind of set our targets at about 20%, which was a little bit low, but we would have been happy if we had increased awareness among 20% and understanding of some of the issues, as well as uh, even reducing stigma among 20% of the um, uh, employees. And so we did the survey um, for approximately three weeks. Um, we had a 33% participation rate and we actually did really well with the numbers. So, you know, of those who read the website material, almost 80% helped said that it, it helped them to understand challenges that people face um, when it comes to mental wellness issues, helped increase the understanding of the challenges. Um, those who watched the video, the vast majority of them, three quarters, said that it definitely had changed, had an impact on their opinion um, about people who have mental health challenges and that it affected their opinion in a positive way. Um, at the end of the day, I think that um, one of the most important numbers was more anecdotal. And that was that we know for sure that there were at least four people that went and sought help and said, you know, as a result of this material and learning what I've learned and watching these videos, I now understand that I need to get help and that I can get help and that um, people aren't necessarily going to think any differently about me um, because 
I'm having this struggle. So, you know, that's four that I know about at that point in time. Um, so I suspect it's probably only a sample of, of those who might have gone and gotten help. And that's really what it was all about. Roxanne, it's a fantastic campaign. And I saw that there was a lovely write-up on uh, the IABC London website, which I will share a link to on the notes of this episode. Finally, as we come to the end of this chat, um, could you just let me know how you found the application process for the IABC uh, Gold Quill Awards? From what I understand and from what people have told me before, if you can maintain contemporaneous notes as you go, it's a lot easier. Yes. Um, this was actually the first time I've ever applied for a, uh, uh, submitted a, I submitted at the Silverleaf level in, which is the National Canadian IABC Award. So I had that experience and Yes, it is important if you are developing a campaign to um, that you were thinking is going to be something you want to submit is to follow kind of setting out your objectives and your analysis in line with the IABC model of, you know, the business needs and opportunities, the communication opportunity, uh, your audiences, your goals, your objectives, make sure you have measurement. Um, keeping track of those things as you go along would have made it a lot easier to, to fill out the, or create the work plan. Um, but that said, it was a really interesting um, exercise to go through and, and, and create it. And I submitted, as I said, for the silver leaf, um, awards first. And so I was fortunate to be able to get that feedback and, um, refine a little bit of the work plan. Um, when I submitted for the, the gold quill, and I'm sure that that helped, uh, in that process. So, you know, submitting at your local level, your national level, and then at, at the international level, um, makes sense and it helps you to build and improve your work plan. My strongest advice as also being, uh, having judged some of these awards would be to pay a lot of attention to the um, scoring rubrics uh, because they tell you exactly what information you need to include to uh, take it to the level of an award of excellence. So, um, pay attention to that material that is available on the IABC website and follow that. And if, you know, it's, it's a good campaign overall that was well thought out, um, you're going to do well in the evaluation. Roxanne, I thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thanks for listening to this episode. Please do share this with your professional communication and marketing colleagues. Music is from Joachim Karud and Ixon. And this is an IABC production. Production.